One and all, welcome to another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles. With me, as always, is my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend, Charles. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend as well, Dylan. This is an exciting day. We're bringing back our trademarked Who Would Win Fantasy Character uh, scenario generator nailed it nailed it um so for people that are new to this series welcome this is our second time doing this what we've done is we've created a list of characters from all the series that we've buddy read so far plus characters from popular culture and we also created a list of different kinds of competitions, things like fist fights, foot races, tennis matches, elections, um, those kinds of things. And we're going to put them into our Who Would Win Fantasy Scenario Generator. And it will come up with two characters and a competition. And then we're going to speculate on who would win. Yeah. Yeah. We've done this once before. Uh, we had a really good time <laughs> doing that one. And, you know, Charles and I were clamoring for more. It Cl- isn't necessarily things. our most popular segment, Charles, but we do it for the love of the game. For the love of the game. That's exactly <laughs> right. And this is a game that we love, so we're just going to keep doing it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll keep it short. We'll keep it loose and fun. Put this out on a Friday, right? Just good vibes all around. Speculating on some wacky, zany fantasy matchups. Definitely zany, Charles. Definitely zany. If you like what you heard today, go back and check out our other Who Would Win episode. That one had loads of laughs. And toss five stars to your podcast. And find us on social media. Just Google Friends Talking Fantasy. Interact with us on social media. Download all the episodes. All that good stuff. Yeah, definitely do all those things. Mm-hmm. And thanks for listening to this episode. We have a we have a great time whenever we record these and yeah. we we feel like you will too. <laughs> we hope so anyway. Thank you so much for listening. And without yep. further delay, shall we generate our first uh scenario? We shall. I will be selecting the scenarios and Charles you will select the characters correct correct so let's go ahead and run the machine let's run the generator I'm gonna run the generator beep boop beep boop beep all right Charles what we have here is an election and the two people running for this election are Gimli and Queen Calanthe. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So Gimli, everyone knows Gimli the dwarf from The Lord of the Rings. And mm-hmm. then Queen Calanthe, uh, probably a lot of folks know her too. Who, the queen uh, whose series grandmother in 
The Witcher. That's right. So, I mean, instinctually, you want to give it to Queen Calanthe because she's already a ruler. <laughs> she's So, for whatever this election would be for, for any office, I feel like Queen Calanthe understands politics and leadership quite well. Um, Gimli's a likable guy, very charismatic, um, really, like, get-it-done kind of attitude from Gimli, but I just don't think he can compete with an actual experienced politician like Queen Calanthe. I feel the same, Charles. You know, I love Gimli as much as the next fan, <laughs> but at the same time, I, I don't really see how he's going to be able to beat Queen Calanthe, who's a skilled politician. I will say Gimli could have a bit of that, like, you could grab a beer with him for sure. type feel to mm-hmm. him that uh, sometimes gets you some votes. Yeah, but if you wanted to, like, all... if you didn't just want another politician running for office, you know, you wanted someone who's going to change things up. Maybe Gimli's your guy. Um, I do like this matchup, though. What do you What do you say about running just another scenario between Gimli and Queen Calanthe? I think these two are funny together. Okay, <laughs> I kind of like the idea of these two hanging out. But that one is just... Sure, Charles. Let's run another scenario for for Gimli and Queen Calanthe. I'm doing it. Oh, Charles, we've got a rap battle between Gimli and Queen Calanthe Now, this is more interesting. (laughs) I feel like Queen Calanthe, not very musical. She's very practical. She's like a wartime queen, kind of. Um, Not much mirth about... Uh, Queen Calanthe, whereas Gimli, he's been known to drop a few verses every once in a while, and he's from the Lord of the Rings series, which is big into poetry and music and songs and things like that, so I think I'm going to toss this one to Gimli. Yeah, I feel the same way. As we noted in our last Who Would Win, all these songs come up in Lord of the Rings, but we don't know for sure that they weren't raps. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> like There's... someone you might have had Gandalf beatboxing in the background while Gimli <laughs> was dropping a rhyme. And yeah. that's how I that's my headcanon anyway, Charles, for Lord of the Rings when right. I was if there was like a, and we were talking about if there was like a musical for Lord of the Rings, but like what if that musical was like Hamilton style? <laughs> Yeah. where it's all kind of modern day hip hop music inspired for the tracks you know that would that sounds like a a broadway smash to me <laughs> oh yeah charles that's brilliant well <laughs> y- y- your twin brother chris uh, i don't know maybe he could produce something like that he's a, yeah. he's a big broadway guy for sure he's in the know with all that broadway stuff i yeah. think he would get us connected with the right guys um, All right. So well, there we go. One for each of them. Billion dollar idea. Billion yeah. dollar idea came out of it. Also, no one, none of you go out and steal our idea for a Hamilton inspired yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings musical. Give us a chance. Or do yeah. honestly, because there's in reality no way we actually would make anything like that happen. If someone could, definitely steal our idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm happy with that. Each one of them walked away with a victory. We got a billion dollar yeah. idea. Let's run the generator again. Let's do it. Here it goes. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, beep. Beep. All right. Mini golf. 
mini golf and competing in mini golf we have goku from dragon ball z and vachette vachette from the king killer chronicles yes uh the adem mercenary from the king killer chronicle yeah so i mean vachette we know very athletic good warrior all those kind of things uh but she doesn't really have any superpowers or anything like that Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a tough matchup in just about anything physical or athletic with someone like goku who uh who has such a high power level (laughs) but i would say you know that perhaps having tons of strength might be a detriment for something as delicate as mini golf because we've seen in episodes of dragon ball z where goku's like trying to pat someone on the back and ends up like sending them through a wall you know imagine him trying to like make a putt through like a, a spinning windmill it'll probably just like go through the propeller through the back end of the windmill and or, uh, off into orbit <laughs> that's a great point charles i think vachette has great finesse where mm-hmm. goku uh, you know really strong and powerful but as you're saying such a bruiser that we don't know that he could do something as subtle as putt in mini golf. If this were a driving range, it'd be something else entirely, right? Right. But I don't know. You kind of have me thinking that Vachette might take this one. I think so. And, you know, Goku, you know, if you're talking about his stat distribution, he's maxed out on strength and zero at everything else, including things like <laughs> intelligence and and uh, and things like that. So to navigate a mini golf course, who knows? Could he even keep score? Can he do the math? I don't know. He's never been educated. <laughs> so um, that also could be to Vachette could like fudge the numbers a little bit then <laughs> goku would have no idea <laughs> that she's not uh historically mischievous but um i think just being able to control your strength in a small little putting green is enough for me to give vachette the victory over this over over yeah, goku and i don't think i don't think vachette would cheat I don't think that's of the of the lathani yeah so it's yeah it's I not the way she'd win it yeah, fair and square over there. Yeah, I am happy with that. Give it to Vachette. All right. Goku would just smash it um, and not be able to hit it with barely enough strength to get it down the green. So, And if you disagree with us, feel free to reach out. We're always willing to have more conversations. If you think Goku could beat <laughs> Vachette in a mini golf matchup, let us know. So. For now, we're going to move on to the next match. We shall. Let's run the generator. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. All right. We've got a chess match here, Charles. All right. And playing chess, we have Kelsier and Ellen Venture. Hmm. Two Mistborn characters. (laughs) (laughs) There very well might be fan fiction out there of this exact... (laughs) thing happening charles we maybe could do our research and and come back but uh early on this is a this is a tough matchup i think for for both of them this is two people who i bet would be pretty good at chess and for very different reasons for sure and they're also two people so tightly bound together i think even in the head game i think ellen venture 
has always because they're both leader figures in Mistborn, and yeah. Ellen I think is trying to live up to the charisma of well, Kelsier. Yeah, you know, and we won't be spoiling anything. Right, but, spoiler free. Yeah. But I will say that they both lead groups of people, and you know, they you know Kelsier doesn't like Ellen because Ellen is from a noble family, and Ellen is kind of intimidated by Kelsier because he's so charismatic and people yeah. naturally follow him whereas Ellen is in a position as nobility of being a leader and he he doesn't feel like he's as successful as Kelsier so the headspace is interesting with if when these two compete in anything but this is a a matchup of strategy and I don't know man I don't think Kelsier was playing a lot of chess whereas Ellen <laughs> Venture would probably be doing that kind of stuff, you know, and with all his noble friends playing chess and learning how all the strategies and things like that. That seems like a luxury of the nobility in the Mistborn world. Yeah, and to remind folks here, Kelsier, leader of a thieving crew, while Ellen, as Charles has said, uh, is in leadership roles more through being a highborn noble of the Venture family. And I think I'm kind of on the same page as you, Charles. I think Kelsier would have as much maybe natural ability to become good at chess, Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think he would really see the point of it. It's more of a, like... Academic exercise and strategy. And Kelsey Kelsey was was always just like the hype guy and the charisma and the raw strength. And he kind of relied on other people in the crew, like the Doxons of the world, to. He's like, you guys will figure out the strategy, but I want to do the impossible. And I know we can do it. And I know you guys can help me do it. You know, he was never the Uh, one to like sit down and plot these kinds of things. Well, he, he does. I think that. Kelsier's a strategy guy while Doxon was a tactics guy, mm-hmm. right? So that's a great uh, Tyrion differentiates between <laughs> tactics and strategy in Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire, where it's like strategy is the big picture. And Kelsier was good at that kind of stuff, right? He'd get this mm-hmm. idea. Uh, there's a really awesome scene where he's like writing down all the things that they have to accomplish. <laughs> yeah, I love that scene, and yeah. That's very strategy. But when it came to the tactics, he was like, yeah, I, I don't know what that's going to look like. And Doxon <laughs> definitely did a lot of the micro work right. there. So I think we're in agreement here that for a variety of reasons, Ellen's probably winning the the chess match here. Right. I'm sure if they played 100 games, it would be close. It, it, it also comes down to like Kelsey would probably be really good at playing the head game. You know, I think Ellen Venture, especially from Kelsier, would be very vulnerable to getting psyched Mm -hmm. out. I don't know how much psyching out someone is involved in chess compared to other sports, but um, that plays a factor. I don't think it plays enough of a factor for me to choose Kelsier over Ellen, but... That's it fair. would be. I can see Kelsier talking some serious smack at the chess table. Yeah, Ellen has... (laughs) Ellen has very little in the way of guile, while uh, Kelsier has a lot of those roguish charismatic uh, qualities that I think could put Ellen a, a little bit of a disadvantage in just the interpersonal exchanges. But at the end of the day, Ellen probably actually knows how to play chess and has experience, if it exists in the, <laughs> the world of Mistborn. So, all right, all right I, I think we're we're feeling good on that. Ellen Venture. And Ellen Kelsier. 
matchup is nice. Yeah, that is a oh, good matchup. Oh, and a great idea for fan fiction if it isn't out there already. So if you another send us your Kelsier Allen Venture yes. fan fiction, <laughs> especially the chess-related ones, that would be great. Um, so but let's not pick exclusively the chess-related ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's hold on to a clean rating (laughs) over here. Um, Absolutely. Uh, So let's do that again. The FTF podcast at (laughs) gmail.com. All right. All right. Let's crank out the generator again. I'm reading the names I just generated. It's so funny. (laughs) What's the scenario? A duel with weapons. A duel with weapons. And so we have at the table Saruman and Treebeard. <laughs> Another very surprising matchup here of like these people would actually uh, be pitted against each other, you know? I mean, they were maybe not directly in a duel, but they were engaged in a, a large scale combat. Yeah, they were on opposite it's sides together, of a right? battle. Yeah. <laughs> So let's see. What was the contest? Um, it was a a, a, duel, a duel with weapons. With weapons. So someone like Saruman, would he be able to use his magical abilities? Yeah, he would. Aha! I see. Yeah, and I guess <laughs> we probably should do explanations of who Saruman and Treebeard are, okay, even though probably okay. everyone listening already knows. Keep it spoiler right? free. Even okay, though everyone yeah, knows Lord uh, of the Rings, probably anyway, but let's just yeah. do it. Treebeard is an ent, which is like a tree. Talking, walking tra- tree, basically. Talking, yeah. Like, <laughs> and Saruman is a wizard, right? Yes. And, uh, more than that? Um, I guess not. He's he's a wizard. He's got magical abilities. He's like the leader of the group of wizards in Lord of the Rings. Um, so that's yeah. that. And. They live right next door to each other, <laughs> Treebeard and Saruman. Um, yeah. So let's see. Uh, with weapons. Well, first of all, Saruman and Treebeard would probably both ignore the weapons. Like yes. maybe Treebeard would have a giant club or something, but <laughs> to smash him. I with. don't think. But Saruman yeah. is not about to pick up a sword. He'd keep his staff, no, and he would staff. use his staff in battle. It's tough, because if he can just draw upon fire, like the Lord of the Rings yeah. magic system is so soft, it's hard to see if Saruman could just point a staff at Treebeard and unleash a torrent of fire and just immediately destroy Treebeard or not. Um, I feel like he could. I feel There's like he gotta could. There's got to be people... There's got to be people who have read a lot more of the like the legendarium and uh, uh so like all these things i would give them a lot more information than we have and i will We've also say let's assume these characters series. are at their peak for this kind of a contest yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, so treebeard and sarmon are at full strength here i would have to give it to sarmon just because not i'm with but you. if you took away magic right and just said you each choose a weapon and fight gladiator style, and Saruman can't use magic. There's no way he's beating Treebeard. Uh, Treebeard would just crush no. him with his sheer mass and size. But yeah, what's he gonna do? Smack, <laughs> smack this tree creature with his. Staff. He's gonna start hacking away at him, and and Treebeard's just gonna pick up this giant mace or morning star and just smush him like a bug. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Saruman it is. Let definitely let us know if you're a big Lord of the Rings fan and know a lot more than us. Then uh, tell us if you have other things to draw on here. But I think I'm ready to move on. All right, let's do it. Um, beep, boop, beep. Beep, boop, beep. Okay, so this is a fist fight now. All right. That means no weapons. This is why the other one said with weapons. <laughs> no weapons, but powers are fair game. All right. And we have Aragon from Lord of the Rings and Ari from the King Killer Chronicles. <laughs> you see, this is why we do the who would win because it just comes like those other couple, they're like things that could have happened, like Saruman versus Treebeard and Kelsier versus Del Adventure. Um, but this is like very strange to imagine. Aragon from Lord of the Rings, uh, a mostly human warrior. Is that fair to say, Charles? Yeah, he's of the uh, Dunedain, which are basically humans. Um, so, yeah, human. Sure. And then Ari, who is a character in the Kingkiller Chronicle, who honestly is pretty shrouded in mystery. And I think we can... I'm wondering how much we can even talk about Ari without spoilers here, Charles. Right. Um, we can say that. Uh, can we say some of her abilities? I don't think that's a spoiler, is it? Um, I think that some stuff you'd have to have read through even slow regard of silent things. Uh, so you'd have to read like the two Kinkiller books and then slow regard to even know the extent to which she's maybe capable of doing them. Okay. Uh, um, so, <laughs> obviously, Aragon just has, like, Ari's, like, practically emaciated, right? She lives yes. underground. Um, Quoth is always trying to get her to eat food and stuff like that. So, Aragon's obviously a trained warrior, highly skilled in combat. So, a fist fight right away, like... Neither one of these two would ever want to fight each other, but if no. there's a situation where they would, Aragon has a lot going for him. But Ari can kind of, I don't know, she's got this mysticism about her that she can turn on and off, and we don't know a whole lot about what Ari's capable of, Yeah, and there seems to be mystery around exactly what her capabilities are that would make mm -hmm. me think that... It, in the right circumstances, Ari could use magical kind of, or like not necessarily weapons or fists, but she could have advantages to winning this fight against Aragon. I'm trying to avoid. I'm trying to dance yeah, around. No, I think that it doesn't you're feel doing like the right. it doesn't feel like spoilers to me, but I still don't want to say it. You know, I mean, you're more familiar with King Killer yeah, than me. I'm trying to be safe here. Let's just say the, uh, those who have read everything King Killer. Um, you know that there's some things that Ari may or may not be able to do. And I don't mean that like in a sketchy, vague way. I mean that in a like, even if you have read everything, you're like, can she do X? Can she do Y? Right. So I think no matter how much King Killer you've read, you're not feeling very confident that Ari definitely wins this one. I think you're thinking maybe Ari has powers that could give her a shot here to beat Aragon. Mm -hmm. And I think what this comes down to here is whether or not she has that extent of powers. And we just don't have that information, no matter how much Kingkiller you've read, I feel. Uh, so I think I, I'll default. I mean, it, we are calling it a fist fight. 
and it's hard to say like Ari's winning this. Right. Fist if we fight throw any potential Aragon. magic out the window, Aragon would pummel Ari in, yeah. in, into the gravel. Um, it's actually hard to picture. <laughs> like, it, it would be very I, brutal, actually. Yeah. She's such a sweet little girl, and she's also like super uh, skinny and stuff like that. So for Aragon to just walk up and start Aragon, this like paragon of virtue, to go up to this little yeah. girl and start beating her up is kind of extreme, but. Please do not send us any fan fiction of yeah, that. Yeah, keep that fan fiction <laughs> at home. Uh, forget our email. But it is. it would be interest, interesting to see under what circumstance they would enter a fist fight. Um, yeah. Maybe if they're trying to test Ari's powers and Aragon's like, all right, I'm going to put you in an extreme circumstance. Let's see what you can do. Maybe that would be <laughs> one of the few, the few possibilities they would ever fight each other. So that's that. Let's get another one going, yep. eh? Let's beep, boop, beep, boop. Beep, boop it's a beep. tennis match. Oh, gosh. Back again is the tennis matchup. And we have Pippin versus Alton. Pippin, uh, one of the hobbits, uh, one of the more mischievous comic relief uh, hobbits yeah. from Lord of the Rings. And Alton, a commander of the psych, a shaman with who can draw on the powers of the Phoenix God to wield fire as a weapon from the Poppy War series um nice <laughs> i feel like hobbits would be terrible at tennis they're just too small yeah so speaking as a tennis player myself okay. uh, i can say that height is important especially for the serve like you imagine pippin standing all the way back there at the baseline trying to get a serve over a net that's probably higher than he is. Uh, it's hard to feel like he's got much of a shot against someone as athletic as Alton. I, I think that Alton would destroy. Yeah, and they don't make I tennis shoes that are hobbit size. So, well, he probably would just go barefoot. <laughs> well, so so Alton will have that advantage and footwear and things like that. So, mm. Alton, uh, back in the wooden racket days, though, mm. Alton might have been in trouble. Because that's right, the whole he, fire he thing controls his fire powers. Yeah, but he doesn't really have to use fire powers in a tennis match, and he's pretty strong without them anyway. Yeah. He's a pretty athletic guy, so uh, yeah, you gotta give it to Alton on this one for sure. Sorry, Pippin. Sorry, Pip. I mean, again, let us know if something in the legendarium says Pippin has super tennis abilities, <laughs> but I, I'm feeling pretty good on Alton. Highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move right. it along? Let's move it along. Beep boop beep. Beep boop beep boop. It's a race. It's a race. And who's back in the race but Geralt the <laughs> Rivia? We remember last time we had a foot race between Geralt and Treebeard. And this time it's Geralt versus Tempe from the Kingkiller Chronicles. Hmm. So they're both one way or another basically mercenaries. Tempe is a mercenary, and also Adam, a uh, mercenary, much like Vachette, um, in the King Killer Chronicle. And Geralt, a witcher, hunts monsters. There is a moment where Geralt gets challenged to a race. I know now, <laughs> having read The Last Wish, and he does not seem particularly <laughs> enthused about that idea. He is pretty race-averse, it's true. Yeah. That's canon. That's witcher canon. Yeah, 
So it's hard not to think, hey, maybe Geralt's not as fast as he was. However, lets on. it's also Kingkiller canon that Tempe's not that great, <laughs> right? His abilities aren't particularly exciting. He's um not by Adam standards. That's true, but by Witcher the, standards by... and by Warrior standards, Geralt is pretty darn famous in uh, in the true. world of the Witcher, and he's an accomplished fighter in combat. And he had uh, Witchers have enhanced physical abilities, uh, whereas um, in Kingkiller Chronicles, none of the Adam have enhanced physical abilities beyond human capabilities. So. Um, even though Geralt did refuse that race with the Diavol, and that does raise concerns about his <laughs> racing capabilities, I still feel like his physical prowess and his notoriety makes me feel confident I would back that horse in, in a race for sure. Whereas Tempe, no one really likes Tempe amongst his own people. He doesn't really do anything super impressive and certainly doesn't demonstrate any feats of speed uh, any that uh, i think he's quick and agile he is when he gets into fights right. but not that's not necessarily the same as being fast in a sprint which is what i imagine when we're saying race mm-hmm. and i think uh, i'm with you about this Geralt stuff I, I do see Geralt as the kind of person who just like gets the job done and there's no this is a clean race there's no performance enhancing potions <laughs> allowed in this uh in this race which i know Geralt has access to no magic no potions it's pure feats of strength olympic style mm-hmm. i'm happy well i think you could go either way uh, if you really i'm feeling really strongly case, about Geralt. wow really strong yeah i'm feeling i'm leaning Geralt, which i guess means we're decided we're decided uh, i think we have time Just... for another one or two sure let's feel it out let's feel it out let's do one more see how it goes beep all right beep, beep. Beep, boop, beep. It's a, it's trivia. Trivia. All right. <laughs> did you add this, Charles, or did I? Uh, I don't knows. remember who put in a trivia, but it's a trivia contest <laughs> between Lord Ashwater Chet and uh, Lord Ashwater Chet is from Mistborn and Faramir from Lord of the Rings. Interesting matchup. Yeah. So Chet actually is a very interesting a- matchup. They're both kind of B tier leaders. <laughs> But are also super like highly capable, like black horse yeah. underdog kind of leaders. Like they know more than they let on. They're capable of more than they let on. And um, that's fair. They're alike in a lot of ways that I'm only just now thinking about through the magic of the who would win character fantasy character scenario generator TM. I think that much like in the rap battle situation, it's hard not to feel like Lord of the Rings characters just have a huge advantage in trivia as well, because there's just so much that each character seems to know because J.R.R. Tolkien crafted them and did so much work to flesh out his world, Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, Faramir, you start talking to him, he can start dropping all this information about all these different places and all these different people in the past. There's just so much to know. And so many of J.R.R. Tolkien's characters seem to know so much when it comes to Middle Earth. While it's like, Brandon Sanderson seems to be a little bit more like, I'll flesh out everything I need to flesh out to tell this story. But other than that, I'm just going to give you 
here's Mistborn. That, and I just don't think there's as much to know for Chet. Yeah, and I feel like in the world of Mistborn, it's pretty dark and grim and dismal over there. They're not really like reading up on trivia and things like that. They're just trying to yeah. survive over there. Whereas, you know, Faramir's from royalty and he's been educated his whole life. And, you know, there's definitely canon moments where they're growing up and Boromir and Faramir are learning in class together and all that. So um, I, I think I would give it to Faramir. He seems pretty worldly. He travels a lot. He's he's both a ruler and he's spent a long time as like a ranger, like a captain of a ranging unit. So I feel like he's been around. He's seen a lot of things. He's a lot's expected of him. And I just think he'd be good at trivia. Same. All right. So, nice. So that's that. The question now is, do we go for one more or are we uh, hanging it up? Uh, let's one let's do more. more. This is yeah, the ultimate not, right? matchup, the final of the second session of who would win fantasy character matchup. This is it, the big moment, the final bout, the what do they call it in boxing when it's the last match that everyone wants to see? The last round? Oh, the the oh, title match, the main event, the main event. The main event. Right. Everyone's sure. gathered around, and they're gonna witness this right here. This is it, folks. You made it to the end. You didn't want to miss it. What do we got, Dylan? What's the scenario? Oh, Charles, we've got a good one in store because we have a three-legged race, oh. and that's a twofer, which means we need two teams of. We're getting four two characters. Ca- we're getting four characters yeah. brought in here. So the first pair getting their legs tied together. So a three-legged lace, right? For those who don't know, you got two people. Um, they stand side by side, and their legs that are next to each other get tied up. And so now they have three mm-hmm. legs and they run into a race. And those first two getting tied up together are Dumbledore and Katara. Katara coming back. Katara. <laughs> She ran that. She ran that three-legged lace with uh Sa- with Sauron, right? Against yeah. Derek and Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> and she won. Yeah. So she's the returning she champion. Um, we have returning champion Katara with her new partner Dumbledore. That's a pretty strong matchup. And let's see who they're racing against. Verse is Ray from Star Wars <laughs> and Ham <laughs> from the Mistborn series. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Right. So. Just about everyone's going to know Ray from Star Wars. Um, Ham is a Everybody knows Ham from Star Wars. <laughs> Everyone, not from Star Wars. I mean, Ham, yeah. <laughs> Ham from... Uh... Everyone knows Ham from Mistborn. Correct. Uh, Ham has gotten way too much time on our podcast already. I think but he's, he hasn't gotten enough. <laughs> you could say that. Ham... He is an alamancer who can use pewter to enhance his strength, and I, I guess it's also his durability and things like that that he can enhance. Very strong person and kind of has a philosopher's spirit, we'll say. For sure. Um, Katara from Avatar, the last airbender. I think most people know her. She's a waterbender. Dumbledore. You know Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... We've got quite a matchup here, Charles. We do. <laughs> do you have any any sense who you're leaning toward off the start? Well, it depends on a couple things. Um, Katara's the returning champion, obviously, so you've yeah. gotta you gotta consider that. She's been through this before. She raced with Sauron, I mean the Dark Lord, and she pulled up granted they were going no, against No, that was pooled. 
Oh, but didn't That's they get tied? Oh, it was Yoda. It was pool. Yoda. <laughs> she was tied to Yoda. That's yeah. right. And okay. It was that she would basically drag Yoda <laughs> along while she ran. Right. And Jar Jar and uh, Derek, Derek's our buddy, uh, not from a book, from real life. Featured on would, our travel episodes. Yes. Check that out. For sure. He was tied to Jar Jar, and we just thought they'd be tripping. And that's all true. Over She's the, the returning champion, but she was competing against possibly the best matchup possible, although the clumsiest <laughs> character in all of fiction, Jar Jar Binks, and and, and Derek from, from the Friends Talking Fantasy podcast. So. Um, how how much of an accomplishment was that really? That she's the returning champ. You have to ask yourself. Um, not a ton. Not a ton. So and then you have she's tied to a f- very impressive wizard in Dumbledore. Sure, but Dumbledore is very old, and is magic is. in play here? I would say no. I would say he left his wand, you know, with with Harry Potter. He's like, hold my wand, Harry. I'm not, I'm gonna run this race with Katara right now. Got to show Ray and Ham what's up. <laughs> it is funny, Charles, to imagine a field day setting <laughs> where like all these fantasy characters are present and <laughs> they're all watching this three-legged race and Dumbledore's telling Harry to hold his wand. It's beautiful, Charles. It, it is beautiful. It is kind of fun. And he's like, we got to show up all these, you know, these Star Wars characters. They think they're better than us Harry Potter characters. Yeah. It's just not true. So we, <laughs> we got to show them what's up. Um, so... That's why he's in the race. And then you have Ray and Ham, who um, I guess Ray can use the Force. That might be in play here. She's also, for some people, has the power of being a Mary Sue. So that plot armor, it should be something that is considered but is controversial. And then you have Ham. Is Pewter on the table for Ham? Can he burn Pewter during this race and get that physical edge? Well, Charles, I think we have to commit one way or the other with if Ham gets pewter, then Dumbledore's got his wand. And uh-huh. I think we don't even want to open that can of worms because no one knows what kind of things Dumbledore would be capable of if we gave him that wand. So, it's true. So no wand, no pewter, no force, no water bend. Yeah. This is purely based on physical ability. Um <laughs> I don't know how candid it is, how agile Dumbledore is, uh, but I feel like because he's just so much older, you know, he's got that long flowing white beard, he's just an older guy. I think without magic, he's not running any races, (laughs) let alone being tied to someone like Katara, who although is very agile, I don't think they're going to be in sync that much. I think Katara's going to just want to sprint. She's like, oh, I'm used to this. I just sprint. and uh, But she's yeah. that, she had Yoda tied to her last time, so she could just kind of drag <laughs> him along, carry the weight. But Dumbledore's a lot bigger uh, than Yoda is, so I don't think she'll be as successful. I think you got to give it to Ray and Ham, who are like younger, in their prime physically, and have demonstrated feats of strength, even without powers and feats of agility and, and stuff like that. Yeah, Although Katara's the like, returning I've champ, the done... crowd favorite. <laughs> oh yeah, I see. Ray's like, Ray's like, I've never done this before. Like, so we just tie our legs together and then we run. And Ham's like, Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> and everyone's watching, and then Ray just takes off, and everyone's in awe of how amazing Ray is at running a three-legged race. I mean, how. 
she might never have done it before, but she's just got the gift when it comes to three-legged races. <laughs> yes, so she's also- a natural. She she's beating the returning champion Katara like it was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Ham, of course, very strong, powerful athlete, very agile. Um, he he just be having fun with it, you know. So his family's Remember there it- cheering him on. <laughs> Like one of the first scenes in Star Wars, the um, episode uh, seven, I guess that mm-hmm. is, uh, like Finn is trying to grab Ray's hand, and she's like, That's right. "Stop! Like, stop trying to hold my hand." Do you think that she might run into trouble? Where, like, ah. she's like, "Stop trying to tie your foot to my foot yeah. with ham." Like, I don't need you to win this race. It's like, but it's a three-legged race. You, you. <laughs> she's like, "I don't need you." <laughs> Yeah, uh, she, it's hard. To it's say. hard to say, but there is canon of her running very fast, faster than Poe, um, or what's his name, Finn, faster than Finn. Finn. She's probably yeah. faster than Poe too, but we know canon. She's faster than Finn. That's canon. So we are to assume that she is pretty darn fast. And um, yeah, I, I'm leaning towards Ray and Ham for this one in a surprising Me upset. Too. <laughs> over the defending over the champ defending Katara. champ for the prize match that yeah yeah I hate to see it but there we go we have Ray and Ham new the champ. new champions of the three legged race over here at the who would win fantasy scenario generator TM Charles you know what could be funny yeah. is if the next time we have a three legged race come up if we just have Ray like and Ham pick two new characters, and then... <laughs> yeah, and they go up against the defending champs. <laughs> that is instead true. Instead of generating a whole new one, yeah, yeah, that's true. So we'll have to remember Ray and Ham are the new champions. And the next time we do this, we'll um, and we'll close out the show with another ra- three-legged race, as is tradition. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be a fun. Tradition. And we just pick another duo to go against them. Beautiful, Charles. Beautiful. Well, history has been made on the FDF podcast today. Yep. Tradition has been established, you know, and I'm looking forward to it. I am as well. Well, this was fun, Charles. We always have some good laughs when we <laughs> when we get the generator cranked up. And I, I hope you listeners had a good time as well. Yeah, I had a great time talking through these wacky, crazy scenarios with my friend Dylan. It's always good to unwind, take a break from our heavy reading schedule, and just yeah. talk some fun, spoiler-free, no-reading-required fantasy. You know, It's always a great opportunity <laughs> to do that, playing these Who Would Win. We know it's silly, but we have a good time. That's what it's about. It's true. It's true. Um, well, without any further idea let's go ahead and get that outro rolling thank you everyone for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the friends talking fantasy podcast this has been your hosts and lifelong friends charles and dylan saying thank you for tuning in and sticking with us through some of these zanier episodes we are always fun to record them we hope you enjoyed listening to them if you like what you heard check out our other who would win uh, fantasy character scenario generator tm and also go ahead and reach out to us on social media at the ftf podcast on facebook and instagram and the ftf podcast with a number one at the end for twitter you can also shoot us an email at the ftf podcast at gmail.com let us know your thoughts send us your fan fiction 
let us know who would win in that chess match between uh, Kelsier and Ellen Venture. Would Goku have the dexterity to control a golf ball in a putt-putt game? Uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. Why are Ray and Ham partnered up for a three-legged race? All that and more. Yeah. Let us know. Wait, give us that backstory. Give us that backstory. So much. And, you know, go and start that Hamilton-inspired Lord of the Rings play. Please do. Please do. And, as always, friends, go forth and conquer, friends.